Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Loners League podcast. As always, this is your host, Wolfman27, and we are going into week 10. Now, by the end of week 10, once all of these matchups have concluded, the trade deadline will have passed. So any trades for anyone must be completed during this week. Hopefully we see some exciting last-minute trades before the deadline passes, and then we can cover them all on next week's episode. Uh, the only players currently that are still going to be affected by the new keeper rule, where if they've already been kept two years by their team, they cannot be traded at all after the trade deadline, even in the next offseason, would be Lamar Jackson on Adam Jeffries' team and Alvin Kamara on Fonette's team. Everyone else is available to be traded during the offseason and kept by any team. Okay, so week nine. Week nine was uh, interesting to say the least. We had some decently high scores, some incredibly low scores, and a bunch in the middle. So the league median ended up not being too difficult to surpass. Uh, my team finally got back on track, going up to 9-9, nine nine, feeling fine. I've uh, got two wins on the week over Fonet, who drops down to 10 and 8. That's three weeks in a row with a double loss for Fonet, but he still remains in fourth place with that 10 and 8 record. JDGG's on fire, two weeks in a row of double wins, moving up to 9 and 9 himself with the win over Jmart, who did manage to score a win over the median. So Jmart moves into second place with the record of 11 and 4. And JDGG's tied with me at 9 and 9. No Sleep Tonight is also on fire here with two weeks in a row of double wins. And let's not forget, it would be three weeks in a row with double wins if it weren't for the uh, faux pas of starting Darren Waller when he was out against me. So No Sleep's up to 11 and 7. And that comes at the behest of Jambrosa, who loses to both. No sleep and the median this week with a low score of 85.4. However, that would not be the lowest score of the week. We will get to that in just a bit. And J.M. Pincus also at 9-9 with a win over the median and his opponent, which was Aaron T4, who could not break 100 points on the week. So Aaron T4 and Jambrosa both sitting at 7-11, while J.M. Pincus sits at 9-9. Then we had a low-scoring affair between Coys and Fisher, our previous two champions. Neither one could break 100 points. Coys edges out Fisher 91.36 to 87.4. So Coys is 10-8, while Fisher drops 7-11. And then we had one of the saddest games we have seen. Poor Sibley, who has had the absolute worst luck on the season so far. Loses another two to make it seven straight losses in a row. Couldn't even break 50 points. Loses to Adam Jeffrey, 129.54 to 46.86. Okay, so our standings now. We have Adam Jeffrey at 12 and 6 in the lead, where second and third place belong to Jay Mart and No Sleep at 11 and 7. 
Then we've got Fonet and Coys at 10 and 8 in the 4 and 5 spot. And the three-way tie at number 6 for J.M. Pincus, JDGG, and myself all at 9 and 9. Three 7 and 11 teams between Fisher Sports, Aaron T4, and Jambrosa. And poor Sibley at 6 and 12 in the 12 spot. Okay. So, now that that's covered, we know the actual standings. Let's see how our worst manager from week eight ranked the teams in the rankings. Week eight worst manager of the week was Adam Jeffrey and his ranking process was adding up all the jersey numbers of players in each team's week eight starting lineup. Of course, barring the defense special teams unit. Here's how it shook out. At number 12, J-Mart had 200 exactly. A fun side note, he had the only tight end whose jersey number wasn't in the 80s with Kyle Pitts as number 8. At 11, we have JDGG with 217 points. Number 10, Fisher Sports with 224 points. Number 9, Aaron T4 with 227, just edging out Fisher. And he was just edged out by number 8, Jambrosa, with 230 points. Making a bigger jump here at number 7. No sleep tonight's jersey points add up to 254. And Adam Jeffrey up to 262 at number 6. With a side note here for Adam Jeffrey, if Mike Williams' number was 19 or under, he, his total number would have been in the hundreds. So lower than anyone else on the list, Mike Williams was the saver here with jersey number 81. At number 5, we have Wolfman27 with 268 jersey points. Phonet comes in at number 4 with 294. And then we get into the 300s with number 3, Koi's 302 with 326 jersey points. J.M. Pincus comes in in second at 349, which means even if he is last in the standings, first in our hearts, he's also first in these power rankings, simply the best with 354 points from his accumulated jersey numbers. There you have it, folks. Now, those aren't going to be the only rankings these this week. Um, they aren't power rankings. They're a different sort of rankings, but we'll get to that in just a bit. So stay tuned because I'm just going to quickly review our waivers. So waivers were kind of gross this week, but we did have a couple of bigger bids. So let's just take a look here. J-Mart picks up Eno Benjamin for $19, which... Of course, no one else really spent that much. Fisher bid one and Jambrosa bid zero, but J-Mart's always wanted some running back depth, and now with Chase Edmonds hurt, it's possible Eno sees a little bit more touches here. J.M. Pincus switches from one Atlanta receiver to another when he drops Sharp for Zacchaeus and picks him up for $10. In my eternal struggle for tight end, I pick up Jacksonville's Dan Arnold for $7.00 which I'm sure Fisher is just so pleased to hear as Dan Arnold's number one fan from his Cardinals days. And Fonet grabs Naeem Hines for $7, beating out JDGG's bid of $5. That's it for an uneventful waiver week. Hopefully trades will be more eventful in the upcoming week with the deadline coming up as there were no trades in the past week. 
Okay, so those other rankings I was talking about earlier. After Sibley's abysmal week of scoring just 46 points when he was projected for about 115 points, it made me think, have we ever had a worse game than that? Now, Sleeper has a league history page, but it only shows all the high scores and the best positive stats. It doesn't show any of the negative. So I did some research of my own, and I went digging through the archives all the way back to 2019, and there were nine instances where there was a team that scored less than 70 points on the week. So what I'm going to do is go from nine all the way up to one for the worst score ever. And we'll see if Sibley's performance this week was indeed the worst of league history thus far. All right, so let's get into it. And right off the bat, I can see I already misspoke. There's only been eight times where a team has scored less than 70 points. So not nine. All right, eight times this has happened. And it's only been four teams in these eight occurrences. So clearly, some of these teams find themselves on the wrong side of the luck equation more often than not. So at number eight, with the highest of the low scores, we have Jmart05, who scored 65.68 in week six of the 2020 season. But... Don't fear, J-Mart. This is the only time you're going to show up in the listing, and you're at the very bottom of it, so nothing to be ashamed of. The same cannot be said for number 7, Sibley the Best, who scored 65.6 points in week 4 of the 2020 season. And followed that up at the number 6 spot as well, Sibley the Best, with 59.6 in week 7 of the 2020 season. So already... We have Sibley showing up twice in these rankings, and we already know how it turned out for him this past week. So not looking good for Sibley so far. But he does get a break here because at number five, Jambrosa scored an even 59 points in week four of our first inaugural season in 2019. And then we go right back to Sibley at number four, who scored 58.98 points in week 10 of 2020. What happened in 2020 to Sibley? Why don't I remember this? We've said how bad his injury luck's been this season, but we've got three occurrences here where he scored under 70 points last year. What happened, man? <laughs> Who did Sibley wrong in the fantasy world to make him have this type of bad luck? Then coming in at number three, Jambrosa is back here with a 52.3 score in week nine of the 2019 season. Some highlights from that score. We had a goose egg from Adam Thielen. LaShawn McCoy, remember him? Well, he scored 1.4 for Jambrosa. And we got a solid 1.1 from Allen Robinson. And the best part about this score is Jambrosa had zero points on his entire bench. So this was the best possible lineup he could have set that week, which is why... He earned the title of best manager of the season for 2019 is because that was a common occurrence where he did not have the best output, but it was quite literally the best output for his team in particular. Okay, so that brings us down to the final two teams. You'll note that Sibley is from week nine is still very much alive. And let me say, got to run for his money here. 
But Sibley in week nine will claim that number one spot because the number two spot goes to myself. I scored 49.16 in week eight of last season. To refresh your memory on that matchup, I was projected for 126.28 points in week eight last season. Obviously, that did not happen. Jimmy Garoppolo was my QB, who got me 2.76. Jonathan Taylor got me 4.1. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with 4.6. Kelvin Ridley, 5.7. Amari Cooper with 1. Gusecki with 1.3. And Kareem Hunt with 8.3. And my all-star that week was T. Higgins with 11.4 points. Not my best week. In fact, kind of the mascot for how my team usually goes as far as underscoring projections, but I was completely outdone by the one and only Sibley the Best, who we already discussed. His score for the most recent week was 46.86. So that is indeed the lowest score we have ever gotten, and may I add even more impressive, because all of the previous scores that I just read, rankings 2 through 8, all occurred where we had less starting players. So it's even harder. There's more opportunity for points because he has more players starting with the additional flex that we voted in. And he still managed to get the lowest score. So I know, not trying to rub salt in the wound, but you can wear this as a badge of honor. You earned it. You stole that record from me, the commissioner. I was the old record holder for the worst score in league history, but now that is you. You are simply the best of the worst, and we love you. All jokes aside, really hoping Sibley can turn it around with Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins coming back from injury hopefully soon. The team's got brighter days ahead, and it can easily pull itself out of the hole that it finds itself in. But that's going to do it for today's show. I know, very short episode. It's been a busy week for me. A lot going on, and wasn't able to schedule a special guest appearance. Hopefully we can get that covered next week when we will go over the trade deadline in case any last second trades have gone through. Hope you all have a great week 10 and I'll see you in the chat. <laughs>